Welcome, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew, and our special guest, Michael Ashburn. How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. So, um, today, Doc, there's a lot going on in the world. There is. Um, and, uh... There is. It's all a distraction, though, because we're kind of missing the key points. Here. Yes, and 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 the funny part about what is set up for us to miss is that it's right there in plain sight, mm-hmm. and and we get our noses rubbed in it every day. Mm-hmm. But because we can't, for some reason, we're not smelling it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's happening. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's like the blood in the water. It's just kind of the shark is there, and we just don't know it. Okay, so we're it's August tenth, two thousand nineteen. So here's a quick summary of what's kind of happened in the Gulf over the past summer. Okay. Okay. So May fifth, we decided to we decided to exploit our military prowess into the Gulf. So we sent the USS Abraham Lincoln into the Gulf. Great which shit. Which is a yeah. Which is a huge aircraft carrier. Uh, May twenty fourth, so a couple weeks later, we sent another fifteen hundred troops uh, into the Middle East to reinforce our presence. Uh, a few weeks later, in response to our sanctions, two tankers were bombed in the Gulf of Oman. And the question is, you know, who did it? Um, that big you know, that begs to differ, but. Regardless, it kind of precipitated things so that on June 18th, a few days later, we sent another thousand troops into oh the Middle East. And then on a day after that, <clears throat> a, uh, we destroyed an Iranian drone. And in response to that, the day after that, Iran shot down one of our drones. So several weeks or a week after that, um, Iran said, that's enough. We're just going to go ahead and spin away and start making our nuclear bombs again. So they're enriching their uranium again. Yep. And then, of course, they're the most latest, the latest thing is the tit-for-tat, tanker-for-tankers. So uh, the Brits, under our orders, uh, took one of Iran's mega-tankers, uh, so a two-million-barrel tanker, and in response to that, Iran's taken. Actually, they've attacked many, but uh, they've taken. But they've taken yeah, so they've got a bunch of oil tankers that are belong to the international community. Now, when we when we talk about this, okay, because we're 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 really very close, okay, because you and I have talked about many times uh, the Bible where the Bible talks about don't damage the oil or the wine mm-hmm. and it's kind of like we got our stinky foot in the oil yeah so we're damaging the oil so we're just waiting for the wine to be damaged and and trump has already warned what spillage of the wine will look like exactly so so we're kind of we're getting closer so like i said the, it was a tit for tat for oil tankers for oil and then several days after that, Trump promised, he said, we're going to send a lot more troops to Saudi Arabia to fight. And then on the 22nd, or a couple of days after that, Iran arrested 17 spies who they said were American spies. Okay. So, um, so anyway, and this is, as you said, it's a, it's a revelation of 6 and 6. Do not damage the oil. Okay, so... Iran went to the UK and said, hey, you know, the fight's not with you guys. The fight's with Babylon the Great, with the United States. Let's just let bygones be bygones. I'll give you your tanker. You give us ours. Um, Kind of easy to say, not easy to execute from Britain's standpoint, since they've got a new PM, Boris Johnson, who's pro-US and pro-Trump. And they're about ready to Brexit, so they're about ready to... And they're about to Brexit with no game plan. Well, the game plan's us. 
So yeah, they're, but they're see, relying totally on us now. They're they're um one of the one of the things that that really damaged Theresa May more than anything else was that she came up with these Brexit plans and the parliament laughed at her. Yep. <laughs> they they thought it was funny. They're yep. like, hey, you, you that's not gonna work. Yep. Well, and they're, this, gonna, they're gonna be a little, little more upset when Boris Well comes the, with well, this. because Boris doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't he doesn't need they're a plan. They're exiting regardless. Yeah. He doesn't need a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's pro-Trump, okay, I, 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 I hesitate to say pro-American because, because Trump is not pro-American. He, he talks a good game, but it's yeah. not true. Um, because he's pro-Trump, uh, he has that same mentality of, you know, let's go in there, kick out the windows, and if they don't like it, shoot them. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be very nice. No, and it's, it's amazing that we've, that our, our world has survived. Um, let's just go back to 70 years since World War II, uh, 65 years or oh, yeah. 60 wow. years long time. since the Korean War so quite a long with time. rules in place that everybody played by. And along comes Trump and says, "We're not, we're not playing by these rules anymore." Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, Iran offered this to the UK, and very predictably, the UK rejected it. Of course. Uh, so, just a few days ago, on August fifth, two thousand nineteen, quote, Britain joined the U.S. in forming an international mission to protect shipping through the Strait of Hormuz from Iranian threats. Okay. The British government sent on Monday a decision that came after London struggled to build a European maritime coalition to safeguard ships in the region. That's from the Wall Street Journal. Wow. So they basically said, sorry guys, we're going to, in fact, we're going to send more military there. Uh, in response to that, on August 5th, 2019, well... Unfortunately, we were shooting each other up. Uh, quote, Iran says it has seized another oil tanker in the Persian Gulf, including seven crew members for allegedly smuggling fuel. It is the third such incident in just two weeks amid rising tensions in the strategic waterway. Okay. The country's state agency said agency RNA quoted Iran's Revolutionary Guard as saying the ship was seized near Farsi Island last Wednesday. And was found to be illegally transporting 185,000 gall- gallons of diesel. Iran's Fars news agency said the ship was taken to Bushehr port in southwestern Iran and that its fuel had been turned over to authorities, NPR. So I'm just speculating here, but it's, it's uh, they were saying it's Iraqi. It's not obviously not Iraqi because Iraq doesn't deal with diesel. Right. They don't have coal. So my guess is it's probably from Northern Europe, like Russia or somewhere like that. That's where it came from. Um, But regardless, they found another tanker. So, and um, Iran continues to wreak havoc. Just yesterday, quote, a U.S. defense official told CNN that the Iranians had jammers aimed at disrupting the GPS navigation systems on ships and aircraft so that they might wander into Iranian waters or airspace, justifying a seizure. That's from the Business Insider. So expect to see more seizures, okay? Uh, not yeah. only more seizures, but, but bigger seizures. But bigger seizures, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you know, 200, <clears throat> 200 gallons, I mean, two right. 100,000 gallons is minimal compared to what they're about to do. Sure. So really, you know, damaging the oil. So that that's not as big of a concern if you look at the whole spectrum of revelation. So the angel warned John Patmos. He said, "Do not damage the oil, and do not damage the wine." So the concern here is the wine. Yes. So as we now know, wine represents what? Blood. Blood represents the blood of mankind. 
And it says, it says, do not damage the line. Well, we will damage the line. And there's no way we can't. Yeah. So eventually the bloodshed's about to, blood's about to be shed all over the earth. Okay. Now, the, the fortunate part up to now mm -hmm. um, is that none of the, none of the, the ships or tankers seized have Americans on board. Yeah, and no blood has been shed yet. And no blood has been shed yet. Everybody yeah. is still intact. Mm -hmm. And, um, but but I I I just want to throw this out there. I could be wrong about this, but I I I don't think I am. Um, the the wine. Donald Trump talked about what damaging the wine would look like. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't. It was actually Pompeo that did. Right. I ha I'm saying I, I know it's Pompeo, right. but he represents right. Right. Trump. Okay, so, but I kind of believe that it doesn't necessarily have to be an American. It will be. Yeah. But but I but I don't think it has to be. No, I think it could be somebody else that no, represents Pompeo, America. No, Pompeo said it has to be American. Okay, so Pompeo did did lay that that marker yeah. down. Okay. Well, he said it doesn't necessarily have to be Iran directly. It could be an Iran proxy that doesn't. And there, yeah, that's probably what I meant. But I always say Iran is all proxy. Yes, I mean they got so many elements all over the world. And, and are, some of them are our allies. <laughs> yeah, they're you know, and they're autonomous. So you know, you've got all these militias all over the world. And um, yeah, when we like I said, I was telling Michael, um, we're going to learn what asymmetry really is all about when we go to war with them, because yeah. the war is going to be take. It's going to be the first time, but the war's taken here. So the war's coming here if we if we decide to. do not if we, but when we decide to go. As soon there. as we do. As soon as we do, the war comes here yeah. on American soil. They're going to brutalize Americans. They will brutalize us. Well, they, well, well, you see. Well, how many are already here? Millions. Now. <laughs> Millions are here. Yeah, see, and that. And 99.9% and and are just, they're Americans, but. And, and the, but there and are the, elements that are not. And, and, and the problem that Trump really has. Um, is that when he decided to attack Muslims, he based it on what they look like. Yeah, and Iranians don't look like us. No, they don't. Yeah, Iranians do. And 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 the Zanayev brothers didn't look like. No, but mo most Iranians look like us. They, if you look at like the Kardashians, and yeah, they blend in and, as Americans. And and so who are they? Good question. You don't know. You don't know until and, things get blown up. And and therein lies my point. Yeah, it's not like uh, the Japanese. You know, you can't intern. Or, or the Chinese. You can't intern the. You know. Like or 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 the Saudis. Right. Or or the Nigerians. Or yeah. the South Africans. Yeah. I mean, they all have features that stand out. Up, oh, it's you. Mm -hmm. But. Not so with Iran. No. Yeah. And 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 when Malcolm X found that out before he could spread the news, they killed him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so so we're getting to the point. Yeah, blood's about to be shed. So so what is blood? It's represented as wine in the Bible. Yeah, but what is it literally? It's, it's uh, a life force. Yeah. Well, blood is defined by Oxford as a red liquid that is circulated by the heart in the vessels of humans, carrying oxygen to the tissues of the body. Right. In other words, it is a liquid that gives all men life. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's it, you can't live without blood, right? No. no. So, it was, uh, God said, hey, blood is your life. And he that's why he commanded them. And one of his first commandments is this. He said, you shall not eat flesh with its life that is its blood surely for your life blood i will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast i required it and from the hand of man from the hand of every man's brother i will require the life of a man whoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed for in the image of god he made man genesis 9 and 4 and god said do not shed 
a man's blood. Okay? okay? Because we are all in his image. So, as we know, God is all life. And, and because of that, blood is a sign of life in us. Okay. The reason I say that is the Hebrew word for blood is dam, which means the life of a man, mm. from which we get the name of the first man, Adam, Adam right? Because he's partly blood. blood. Okay. So as we see, blood symbolizes life. Okay. Okay. So the unfortunate thing is God commanded us not to shed blood, but what? Cain did kill Abel. Yeah. In fact, it's the first time blood is mentioned in the Bible, was the shedding of man's blood. So Cain shed his brother Abel's blood on the ground. In other words, he took the life of Abel away from him. Okay? Okay. As it says, the Lord said, Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? He said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Genesis 4 and 9. So, just as blood is a source of all life, the ground is also the source of all death. Okay? Okay. So, the interesting thing is the Hebrew word for ground is Adama, which means from the ground, which is part of the name of who? Adam. Adam. So, just as much as Adam is part of the ground, he is death, he is also blood, which is life. Part of the ground. So, Bereshit, right? We are yeah. all two. Part we of have, the ground. We have a tendency towards death, and we have a tendency towards life. Okay. So really the question is which way do you want to go? The circle of life and death. Yep. So yeah, so he gives us a choice. He gives us a choice. Are you going to live or are you going to die? So really, really that's the one of the key things that we need to learn. True. In, our, in this lifetime. So, so we're going to take a break right here. And uh, when we come back... Um, we're going to explore some more about what's going on in the Persian Gulf and who started it and why. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, and this is The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew and Michael Ashburn. And we are talking about what's going on in the Persian Gulf and relating it to Revelations. Yep. So, <clears throat> so as we know, um, Adam really comes from two sources. So, Adama, which means from the ground, and Dom, which means... The blood of life. So, mm. so Adam's. We're all half and half. We're all half death, and we're all half life. So, obviously, the death comes from the dust, it comes from the earth, from the ground, Adama. But the life comes from Dom, which is the blood. Okay. Mm. Um. So God said, that's why He said, "Don't drink the blood, because that's that's life." That is life. So you're not to drink the blood of an animal. Okay? Okay. So the word for, Hebrew word for life is nafash, which means soul. Okay. In other words, our body comes from the ground, but our souls come from God. Okay? So we all have a soul, as it is written. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. Not just a man, but a soul. 1 Corinthians 15. Okay. So the blood is a symbol of our souls. It is a symbol of what God the Father has given us to every living man. We all have a soul. True. And the blood represents our souls. Okay. And our souls will eventually, every soul shall return back to the Father, regardless of what direction. So the Father instructed his people not to drink the blood of an animal. 
And there was, it's very specific because an animal's soul is not the same as a man's soul. So that's why he said, don't drink the blood of a, right. an animal. You're not, an, you're not a beast. You're in my image. You're not a beast. So don't do that. But did he instruct us not to drink the blood of man? No. Right? Because we are to drink the blood of man, right? Yes. That is a specific requirement. The blood of Christ. The blood yes. of the Son, right. So, before the Son came, the blood was the only, of the animal was the only symbol that we had. So the Lord instructed his people, use the blood as a sacrifice, as an atonement for our sins. In other words, as a covering for our sins, okay? Okay. He says that in his instructions to the people. He said, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. In other words, your soul is dirty and needs to be cleaned. For it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. Leviticus 17 and 11. Okay. So, atonement. So, atonement comes from the Greek, the Hebrew word, akafar, which means to appease. In other words, it appeases what God, the Father, looks at. He says, I had to destroy you because you're just full of sin. But the blood appeases us from that. It covers our sins. Okay? Wow. Okay. Yet, it is important to remember that the blood of an animal can never account fully for one's sins. It's a, it's a temporary fix. Okay. Okay? It says this from the very beginning, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man, Genesis 9 and 4. In other words, only man's blood can cover up what you did. Okay? So blood was used, as I said before, it's a symbol of God's promise of life. Okay? Right. And... He said specifically, use the blood of a lamb as a symbol of life over death. Okay. In fact, the blood was a symbol of life for his nation, for his people. Okay. Okay. So, as we know, on the day before they crossed the sea from Egypt into the Sinai, the Israelites spread the blood of a lamb on the lentil and posts of two doors that the angel of death would pass over them, Exodus 12 and 13. So if we, look, if we think about it, if we put the blood on the post and the lentil, what does that form? Forms the symbol for pie. Yeah, it's pie, right? Yeah. Which, is the, which is the symbol for the narrow gate. That's right. So in other words, it was a precursor. It was a precursor of Christ. It says, this is the, the gate. This is the gate, not just the gate, but the gate of blood that I put here before you. Walk through it. Okay? So it is the precursor of who Christ was, which is I. Okay? Mm. He said that he is the gate. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one returns to the Father except through me. John 14 and 6. So he set himself up. He said, I am that gate. As he reaffirmed, he said, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad. That leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are a few who find it. Matthew 7 and 13. Okay. So blood is a symbol of life. Blood is a symbol of God's promise towards life. And finally, God is a sign of God's covenant with his people. Okay. It's his promise, okay? So when God, when the people left Egypt, Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, Behold the blood of a covenant, which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. Exodus 24. So the word covenant comes from the Hebrew word bereth, Okay. Which means a contract. It's an agreement. It's an agreement, a promise between God and his people. Okay? So now that God has given his people the blood as a means of an atonement, he gave it as a symbol of life, and he gave it as a covenant 
Did the people listen to him? No. No, they refused. They, they, they went off and did their own crazy stuff again. Not only did they refuse, they defiled it. So they, they used their sacrifice of the blood for other gods, okay? Wow. Yeah. They would even sacrifice their own children. So the Lord would declare through his prophet Isaiah, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I've had enough of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. Okay? okay. Isaiah 1 and 11. So as we said before, blood is that fluid of life that is pumped by our hearts, right? Right. So really it's our hearts that determine what we do with the blood. So the mm. hearts of the people were not good. Okay? Okay. So the Lord, he's really asking us to turn our hearts towards him. That's what he really wants, okay? He says, but, shed your, but your eyes and your heart are intent only upon your own dishonest gain and on shedding innocent blood and on practicing oppression and extortion, Jeremiah 22. Wow. So really the issue, the, way, the reason why he was upset was because we fornicated with the blood and the blood of the bulls, the rams, and the lambs was never adequate. It, w it could never cover our sins completely. Okay? okay. So what had to happen in order for... It had to be the blood of men. It had blood to be the sin. blood, yeah. So the, so the blood of a lamb came. Okay. So he could be the perfect atonement for our sins, okay? So he sent his only begotten son as a lamb. And he would shed his blood for us, okay? Okay. So he humbled himself and became, the God became uh, the Son of Man. And through his word and through his sacrifice, we now know of the narrow gate, of the way, the truth, right. and the life. Okay? So he willingly offered his own life. He, he willingly shed his blood for our sins. And he was nailed to the cross, crucified, and bled so that our sins would be washed away. Okay. And after that, he rose again, after the third day. And because of him, the Spirit now can dwell with us, okay? Wow. Yeah, it's deep. Yep. So, as we said before, God commanded us not to drink the blood of an animal, right? Correct. Yet, he says, drink what? His blood. Yep, he says, drink the blood of a lamb. He says, drink, because through it you'll have eternal life. Um... So, like I said, the blood's important, but it has to be dealt with in a righteous way. It can't be damaged. True. So, so he came as an example. He said, this is the, the perfect blood. He says, this is, I want you to drink this blood because it will cover your sins. It'll wash you clean. It'll make you white. Wow. So that you may be acceptable to the Father. Okay. Okay. So, um, before we 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 go much further, I just want to make I want to point out one little interesting point. Um, and I didn't really know this until a couple of days ago, but the first the first actual mixture between animal blood and human blood was with a lamb and it was done in Africa hmm. back in the 1800s uh, where they actually transfused the blood of a lamb into the blood of a man and saved his life. Hmm. And I, I wish I knew more details about that but as, as we're talking about the fact that Christ came as the lamb it just it just reminded me of that. Yep. And, Very symbolic, and, and yeah. reminded me, yeah, reminded me that that, you know, uh God does these things for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God has us here for a reason. And even though we don't worship him the way we should, we we're still here for that reason mm -hmm. alone to worship our mm -hmm. God. Anyway, I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This is The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org.
Welcome, one and all, back to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, and this is The Prophecy Show. I'm here with Dr. Andrew and Michael Ashburn, and we are talking about the fact that Christ came, the perfect sacrifice, as a lamb. So... So he commanded us not to drink the blood of the animal, but he commanded us to drink the blood of the lamb, okay? Okay. And that was a very, very specific command to us. At the last supper of the night before he died, he had taken a cup and given thanks. He, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins, Matthew 26. Okay. So as we mentioned before, the blood dam in the Hebrew means life. In the New Testament, it means it's a little bit different. So the Greek word for blood is hema, which means blood that is shed in a sacrifice. Okay. Okay. So obviously Christ had to sacrifice himself so that we could be saved, okay? Okay. Not only that, but it was not the sacrifice of an animal, but of a man. And not any man, but specifically the son of man, a perfect sacrifice. Jesus. Yep. So he sacrificed himself for our sake as the Lamb of God. Okay. And this time, the blood sacrifice was a good one, because it completely... It's a complete recompense. It says it's, this is a complete atonement for your sins. It, it washes you completely white, okay? Okay. So by drinking his blood, we now have new blood, a new blood covenant, a new symbol, and a new promise to eternal life, okay? Okay. He warned us. He said this, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. Wow. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. Wow. And I in him. John 6. Okay. So it is only through drinking his blood are we assured of eternal life. Okay? Okay. So, the irony of this is that this was not the final blood covenant. So he said that. Yeah, he kind of said that. <coughs> I love Christ because he says that in riddles. He didn't make it totally obvious, but he said this. He says, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on, until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Okay. Of course, the Father's kingdom has not happened yet. Right. It is coming. And it is coming. Matthew sure is. 26. So he says, I will not drink the blood until my Father's kingdom is complete. So as we know, what is the fruit of the vine? The wine. Yeah. It's well, the it's grapes. grapes and, and from the grapes we get wine. Get the wine. And what does the wine represent? The blood. Blood. So the metaphor is this. If you look at the great poetry of Deuteronomy, okay. so it's a long, long, long verse, but basically right in the middle of it, dab in the middle, it says, you drank wine, the blood of the grapes. Deuteronomy 32. Okay. So this is an infamous verse that comes from the Song of Moses. And Hebrew poetry is is really, really beautiful if you understand it. Okay. So the, the beauty behind this verse is that the blood is the perfect pivot word. So so it's the pivot word. It's where the blessing becomes the curse. Wow. It's where the whole thing changes. He says, you can receive the blessing and the curse. Receive the blessing. Don't receive the curse. But if you do, this is the curse. So blood is that pivot word in that whole verse. Okay. Okay. So it's the pivot word from which Israel's blessing becomes Israel's curse, okay? So, as we now know, the end is coming, okay? Yes. So the, the day of judgment is, is just around the corner, 
and everything that's been prophesied so shall be fulfilled. Okay. It says this, So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress, the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridle for 1,600 furlongs. Revelation 14 and 19. Wow. So I'm not going to go through the whole calculation, but basically that much blood is about equivalent to 2 billion people. Okay? So, just as man has turned away from the Lord and broken the covenant of the Son, just as we drank the blood of the Lord, this time he drinks the blood of mankind. So that's what he was talking about. He says, the blood won't be drinking until I return. And this time it's not his blood. It's, it's our blood. blood. It's our blood. So... Basically, at the end, God's going to separate his people, and it's going to be those who drank the blood of a son, and those who drank the blood of men. Basically, that's what the separation is going to be. So he said, as he said, he said, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up on the last day, John 6 and 54. So basically, this is what the wine press is. He says, if you're worthy... I'm going to still have to crush you. <laughs> yeah. But but you will survive. You will, yeah, your souls will survive and you will be redeemed up with me. Wow. So that's the third of mankind. That will be redeemed on that day. And then, like I said, there's no rapture. Then that's coming. Yeah, it's, no, not, a rap, the, it's but, not a rapture, but it will be. But the two-thirds, the two-thirds that remain. Yeah, the two-thirds are, are, the, are meant for the burning. So, so that's the sad thing. And so, and, and, uh What's his name in uh, Houston? Is it Houston? Hmm? New Life Church? <laughs> Joel. Joel. Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. So he wrote a series of books that are completely wrong. But they have a whole generation of Christians deceived. mesmerized. And deceived. Yeah, because they're looking for something that's not going to happen. Yeah. I I always wondered and and I guess that's what Joel Osteen tried to to answer was the question that I wondered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was a young Christian back in the in the uh sixties well, the early seventies, when I was a young Christian, um there we they used to have conversations about what was going to happen at the rapture and you know two people would be walking along and one would disappear yeah in other words one would be crushed by the wine press and so, uh, <laughs> so what one, joel one would be nuked basically so so what joel said was yeah and that one that's left you know I'm going to write a whole series of books about what's going to happen to those folks that are left. Well, he wrote a whole series of lies, and and he made a lot of money. Because the one thing that man does is he likes to he likes to be comforted. He likes to believe that what he's doing is comforting to him, and it's really not. Like Right. I, I I've learned doing this series of prophecy show that the most important things that are going to happen at the end are the most uncomfortable things to man. Yeah. The most beneficial it's not, things it's for not man going, it's not are going to be, be comfortable. uncomfortable. Not just uncomfortable, painful and scary. Yes. So, um, but that's yeah. I mean, that's just God's righteousness that does that. But so, as you as you pointed out to me early in the game, you said, "Hey, you know what what's going to happen at the end is going to be just. God's going to do it fairly, and everybody's going to get what they deserve." Mm-hmm. So, so I love this verse, First uh, John, because it clarifies what the blood is, okay? Okay. So the blood really is is Christ, and Christ is one of three. He is one of the Trinity, okay? Mm-hmm. It says this. This is the one who came by water, the Father, right? and blood, 
Son of Man. Jesus so he came Christ. both as Son of God and Son of Man, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, yeah. So he came not only as water, but with the water and with the blood, okay? It is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is true. So it is the Spirit that is testifying for us right now. Wow. For there are three that testify. The Spirit and the water and the blood and the three are in agreement. In other words, the Spirit, the Father, and the Son. Yes. They all testify and they say this is the truth. Okay? Wow. So as we know, the Son is one of three persons. Okay? Right. And in, in perfect symbolism and literality, one in three shall be saved. Okay? Okay. So one, of th one third of mankind shall be saved, but not raptured. They must go through the wine press. Okay? Okay. For they have drunk the blood of the Lamb. So, just as the son died as a lamb, you're going to have to die too. Now, there's no way around that, okay? True. Those, those that are, ra the quote, raptured, the 144,000, are raptured because they died already. They've already shed their blood for God. Right. So, same thing with a third that remain, you know, the, a third that are redeemed. They have to shed their blood. It, said, it says that. The scripture says that. He says, I need to drink your blood yeah. before you can have eternal life. So it says this. After these things, I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one can count, because you can't count a third. No. From every nation, all tribes, people, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. White okay. robes because they washed it white with the blood of the Lamb, right? Right. And palm branches were in their hands. This is the great... Palm Day. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are clothed in white robes, who are they, and where have they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you know, these are the ones who come out of a great tribulation. No rapture. Tribulation. Wow. Which means to tremble with fear. We're all going to tremble with fear on that day. Yeah. It is going to be a beautiful day, but we will all tremble at God's righteousness, okay? Wow. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God. They serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will spread His tabernacle over them. They will hunger no longer nor thirst any more. Nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat, for the Lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation 7 and 14. So the time has come where the wine is about to be damaged. In other words, we're about to deal very heinously with the blood of mankind. And the interesting thing is that yeah, this is, quote, the red line should... that we have established. True. So Pompeo said, this is the red line, guys. One U.S. person dies by the hands of Iran or their proxies, we are going to war. There will be military action. So we're waiting. It's going to happen soon. I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen within the next month. Hmm. But U.S. blood's about to be shed, and we're going to be committed to the red line. And the sad war. part with that commitment <clears throat> is that there, there are two sad things with that commitment. The first is that the person who actually issued the edict knows nothing of what he has issued. Well, it's, he didn't issue the edict. It was Pompeo that issued the edict. Well, but... I, and, the B team's in power right now. Yeah, and I, you're but right. He, you're right. It was Pompeo who issued the edict, but he represents... Yeah, he Bush, or, uh, Trump gave him full power you know, okay. to do so. so and, and so whenever he opens his mouth and he says stuff like that, I can only see Trump. I don't know why that is, but... Well, maybe, Trump's maybe kind of, he's committed to it now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's committed to it. So, um, And the second is that 
not only do the do the players not know the terms or consequences of the game, but they're frauds. <laughs> they're they're all there fraudulently. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I I I keep trying to think about it in terms of um, how satanic is this? Well, I I think Bolton's purely a, a tool of Satan. I, I can't understand why he's so hell bent on going to war with Iran, except Satan's leading him that in the direction. Yeah. And look at all the folks he's dragging with him. He's taking. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. It's it's pretty scary, but it's all in God's perfect plan. So. Wow, it's written. Yeah, yeah, it's written, and yeah, we're about to go to war with the Middle Persian Empire. So, and the thing about it is, is is God never. Well, uh, God never said that it was going to be how it was going to happen. He just said that it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering, yeah, in some ways, like I said, it's history repeats itself. Yes. And the other thing that, that we have not been paying attention to, because we've been so distracted, mm-hmm. is uh, the seismic action that's happening in the northeastern United States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. We have not there. been been paying attention New York to that. New York City is about ready to get a walloper. And so. and I'm so glad I'm not there because I know me. I'm a creature of the subway system. So oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> I would was, be in trouble. Everyone's looking at California and they're totally missing the fact that yeah, yeah. the East Coast is much more vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, you uh, know, They're much more vulnerable not because of the quakes but because of their infrastructure. Yes. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and, and that good old nuclear plant that should have closed down 30 years ago still. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's going to make uh, Fukushima, it's going to make Chernobyl look like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was nothing. And, 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 <laughs> and I, that was nothing. I, I wonder if Trump is going to stand out on the lawn of the White House as he tries to get onto Marine One to escape. Yeah, he may and, find, and he call may it find his news. He may, he may see Trump here in Colorado because, yeah, people are going to be fleeing the East Coast. Yeah, and guess so, what? Aurora is next. Yeah, when when they when the East Coast goes crumbles. Yeah, yeah we are the second capital. Yeah, yeah. everything moves here. Aurora, Colorado, and and while a lot of folks don't realize, um how advanced the infrastructure is i i'm here to tell you uh it's it's very advanced and and this is something that has been going on for 50 years at least my whole lifetime mm-hmm. um uh the 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 building of the mountain oh yeah in yeah. in colorado springs sure. the fact uh, that the, uh, yeah. the air force yeah, trains we, there. We got Buckley. We got DIA. We got and and they go the FBI building. I'm gonna tell you the yeah. yeah. Oh man, and and the uh, second biggest building, FBI yeah. building in the and, country. And the airport and and the airport DIA is huge. Oh yeah. Um, I had infrastructure is amazing. Oh yeah, we delivered some computers to that FBI. Oh yeah, base. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it is. It's, it's huge. Yeah, it, and it's secure. It is it's, huge. It's, yeah, you ain't getting it's in big. there. Uh, it's, it's a big box. Well, yeah, you can tell it's a big box, but on the, on your Google Maps, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's, it's big. You got to find your way around that place. Yeah, it's huge. And and, uh, and you and, and and that's just the building that you can't see. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the iceberg the Titanic hit. Yeah. Yeah. All they saw was a little bit sticking out of the water, yeah, and, and thought, "Oh well." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got all the uh, the the tunnels and it does from, go from Lowry. You know what I mean? It does go in into so, the so so yeah. was the old Lowry. So there's there's a lot of underground stuff there, the, and 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 folks don't believe that either. Yeah. Um, the people who live there are finding out. Oh sure. And 
the people who live in, I want to call it South Central Aurora, um, as far back, well, as recent as the 1990s. Mm-hmm. That is um, cool. If you ever get a chance to, yeah, when when they were building, when they were just, building yeah, out, infrastructure is amazing. Yeah, when they were building amazing. out along Smoky Hill and mm-hmm. South Chambers and South Buckley Road. When they were building out there, because I remember when it was all dirt road still, mm-hmm. when I first moved here, um, they were actually finding unexploded ordnance. Yeah. It's kind of an irony, too. It's, it's kind of, it reminds me of Iwo Jima. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, basically, Kevin, the Iwo Jima. Yeah. Well, under. I lived out there in South Aurora, Southeast Aurora. Southeast Aurora, yeah. And um, I lived there for a while, and it's grown, and it continues to grow and grow and grow. And it's just, it's amazing what, what they've done out there in a short amount of time. It's true. Um, I've been here since 1984, and I remember when South Buckley Road was not on the map. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally remember when... Buckley Road, south of Mississippi, was a dirt road. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but guys, we gotta buckle up, guys, because the days are coming. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's just a matter of time. Thank you, Doc. I I really do. I I you gotta know that I appreciate the lessons that we get each time you and I talk. And Michael, I'm glad you're you're part of the conversation now. So. Um, you've been listening to The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Uh, until next time, love God and each other. <laughs>